Welcome back to Just Crap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, episode 71. I had a UFC London. We got a good lineup for you with uh, a little catch-up with two fighters. First up, we're going to be joined by Stephen Wonderboy Thompson to kind of just discuss what he's been up to. Obviously, coming up back-to-back losses, having fought since December. So I wanted to get him on to touch on, obviously, the Mazadol-Covington fight, given he's fought Mazadol before, whether or not that's a rematch to interest him, and what kind of fights do interest him, and when's his time for him to return Really good chat with Wonderboy. And we also talked about uh, Chris Weidman, when Weidman's going to come back, and he threw out some possible names. We're then going to be joined by Hanato Moicano, who recapped his uh, UFC 272 loss to Rafael Dos Anjos. Really good chat, about 20 minutes with Hanato to kind of discuss what uh, how this fight all came together, what his game plan was, whether or not the ref, corner, doctor should have stopped the fight what kind of Leslie takes away from the fight and what he wants next. It's obviously this was even though a loss, he gained a lot of people's respect. He can show he can hang with top 10 guys, which I think is something indicative of his skills where I think he could get a ranked guy next. We're then going to be joined by Cody Durden, preview his fight against Muhammad Mokayev at UFC London. Mokayev looks like the real deal. Five and a one feed guy, but he has a ton of amateur experience. Durden picked up his first UFC win last time out with that win over Orichi Lang before that lost Jimmy Flick, and then had the draw against Chris Gutierrez on short notice. Really good chat with Cody just about kind of the preparations for this one and going out to London, fighting a guy from England. And we close things out talking to Corey McKenna, who hasn't fought since a November 2020 when she beat Kay Hansen by decision. She's back. The Welsh fighters fighting back uh, near home against Elise Reed. Really intriguing fight. McKenna, uh, Team Alpha Male Products, is she's really looking forward to show off her improvements and get a win in front of her uh, home fans and a lot of her friends and family. But really good episode. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you all for listening. All right, we're joined by UFC welterweight Stephen Thompson. Stephen, how's it going, man? Doing great, man. Doing great. How about yourself? Glad to be on with you. Yeah, I'm doing well. Obviously, just reached out. A lot has kind of happened in the welterweight division. Just kind of want to catch up with you. So, like, what have you kind of been up to since December in your last fight? Just training, man. Training, trying to heal up. I had a collarbone issue. Ended up tearing the, the cartilage in my collarbone. So, uh, trying to train and take care of that at the same time, which is easy, easier said than done. Uh, but uh, healing up, feeling better. And, uh, yeah, man, a lot has happened in the welterweight division for sure. Uh, what do you kind of take away from your past two fights? It's a fight where both of them, they just kind of took you down and held you there. Yeah, man. Uh, number one, I, I hate to fight boring fights and it, it kind of, you know, your opponents kind of made it a boring fight, but you know, they didn't want to stand there and bang with me. So, um, obviously I had to go back to the drawing board and work on my wrestling defense and uh, continuing to work on it, you know, I came in the UFC kind of, um, you know, playing catch up when it came to the to the ground game. And obviously, I'm I'm still I'm still learning some things. So, um, you know, still working on that for sure. Still working on that. Chris Weidman's feeling better. He's in he's in my area. So definitely been been training with him and some of his guys to help that wrestling get better. When is kind of that time frame for you to return then after? Because I'm if you're still kind of healing up then. Yeah, I would like to fight in May. We'll see though. Don't I'm not really sure who yet. You know, I had some names thrown at me like Robbie Lawler, and now Mazudal is has come off of come off of a loss, so that would be a fun rematch for sure. NMF versus the BMF. So um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, th those are the kind of the guys I'm kind of looking at right now. Like, give me a striker for my next fight. Don't give me a wrestler. So, I mean, and the wrestlers have definitely, uh, it's just another, it's a, a different pedigree now. I mean, my, you know, I have fought some wrestlers in the past, but now they're just like on another level, you know? So, um, continue to work on it. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of the guys near the bottom of the division that are wrestlers, like Sean Brady and other guys, have been calling you out. But like for you, I think it's time they give you a striker after the past two fights and get you back in these exciting fights. Exactly. You know, um, don't like it. It's not a fun fight. The fans don't like it when guys are just trying to hold you down um, and not really improve anything. You know, with the Burns fight, he just held me there. And I literally was like looking at the ref. Uh, you know, he was hitting me with some shots, but nothing that hurt. So I just said, you know, screw blocking. I'm just going to sit there and punch you in the face and we'll just punch each other in the face until something happens. So yeah, I, I want to get back into some exciting fights. And so let's make, let's make a stand up fight happen. You know, give me a name. Even if it's somebody ranked up higher than me or fairly close, you know, gives me, give me mods at all. He just fought for the title, ended up losing. So mm -hmm. he's, he's on a, on a losing streak as well. So let's make that happen. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I wanted to get you on is, your thoughts on that fight now i think the moths at all rematch makes a ton of sense like i do articles after the events like who i think they're gonna fight next i actually said you versus mazel makes the most amount of sense for him i think so too and for the fans i mean that you know but we've been we've been facing off against wrestlers and they're just holding us down you know um so let's let's get two guys that want to stand up and, and and throw hands so i know we fought in the past and we both made some changes and we're both coming off of losses and several losses at that so let's put us together and let's give the fans what they want and even though you both are coming off losses like i think it's a much bigger fight than what it was in 2017 like i think both your names have probably gone up in popularity i would i would i hope so yeah i know he has i mean he's jumped uh, way up there one of the highest paid athletes in the ufc since the last time we faced each other so hats off to him man you know he's making he's he's uh you know he's moving up and and, uh, you know, he's ranked higher than me at the moment. And, uh, yeah, man, he's making money. He's one of the most popular guys. So hats off to him. And that's a fight, too. Like, I think you guys can be, like, a co-main on a pay-per-view if they want to make it five rounds. Like, they can do that. And then I don't even think they need, like, that big of a main event. Like, they could do one of the titles that aren't as popular by the fans because your Mazel name would help sell that pay-per-view. I think so too, man. I've had a lot of people, a lot of fans are wanting that fight. So, uh, you know, after that fight, they're like, man, you got to fight Wonderboy again. You got to fight Wonderboy again. That's all I've been seeing on my social media. So I know the fans want to see it. Uh, question is, you know, you know, which card are they going to put us on? They, they could put us on a main event or co-main event, uh, like you said, on one of those top pay-per-view shows. Um, and I think it would do well. I think it would be everybody, people would, would be excited about it. You obviously did beat him in 2017, but I think he's gotten a lot better, like we've seen, and like his only losses are to those guys that have just been able to hold him down. It's like how different of a fight do you think it is now compared to back then? I think it has to do with confidence too. I mean, back then, you know, uh, since then he's made some changes and been on a roll uh, up until his losses. So I think confidence is uh, definitely the biggest thing. Um, his training ethic, his work ethic, he's going to be a harder and more confident Masvidal. And that's what was tough to finish him the first one was his confidence. There was no breaking his will out there. Normally I can do that with, you know, my movement and being hard to hit, but he stayed composed. He's intelligent. He's had got close to 50 fights. 
you know, it's, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, I think that has changed a lot. Yes, it's skill set, but mostly I think it's mental. Mental. And what you make of that fight? Because to me, I thought Covington was going to win. I thought he would just kind of do what he did, but. I was surprised when Mazadal did hurt him, like he didn't press forward because I thought that was kind of his only shot to win that fight at that point. Yeah, man, I've been there. Um, when guys are taking you down, man, you're having to get back up. You got a body laying on you. It's exhausting. So you do make an opportunity like that happen with Mazadal where he, he, he punched Colby in the head and, uh, you know, staggered him. He was like, man, I just don't have it in the gas tank to go in there and finish him. You know what I mean? I'm standing. I hurt him. And he was just kind of kind of waiting. So, I mean, I, I can kind of see why he didn't go and finish. He was just tired. And if you don't get mods at all, like, is there any other guys that kind of really intrigue you? Like, you mentioned Robbie Lawler. Like, I think that's a fun fight for the fans. Like, is there any other guys you'd like? Uh, they gave me Ponzinibbio, too. But I feel like I just beat the guy that beat Ponzinibbio, which was Jeff Neal. Mm-hmm. And it was just didn't make sense for me. You know, I, I ended up beating my uh, Jeff Neal um, and beating him pretty good, you know, at that. And then he just beats Ponzinibbio. So I'm like, look, give me a name. So Robbie Lawler kind of made sense at the time. And now Masvidal ended up losing his fight. So either one of those guys, give me a stand-up guy, would be off, would be awesome. Have you thought about maybe going up to middleweight then just to get some <laughs> different matchups? Uh, everybody's talking about that, but it, I'm at it like a weird. Did you hear Whitaker might be coming back down to welterweight? No. Is he coming back down to welterweight? Uh-oh. Sweet tea. My brother was like, did you hear Whitaker might be looking to come back down to welterweight? So <laughs> you never know. Rematch there. He posted that thing, and then he kind of walked back and said, no, it's 85. I'm just getting a fight sooner. That's why he called himself Oh, is that what it was? Okay. We looked at it wrong. But, okay, maybe 85. Yeah, that cut for him. Uh, He was normal, a natural, bigger body, and Mm -hmm. he killed himself in his younger age because he was young when he was fighting at 170. I mean, he was able to do that. Um, But I heard he struggled to get to 170. It was just a terrible weight cut. And he's a bigger, he's, he's just big bone, big barrel chest on him. So I'm like, I'm like that weird weight where I'm like, you know, kind of, I'm not even a big welterweight, to be honest with you. Most guys walk around over 200 pounds. I'm like 190, 195, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not the type of guy to put muscle on fairly fast, you know? So I'm at like that weird weight to where, uh, you know, I don't think I can make. Yeah, I beat a 185 guy, you know, of Robert Whitaker, which is why everybody's like, hey, man, you need to go up. But I think those guys up there, I mean, just rolling with Chris Weidman, sparring with him, it's just like, there's no way. That dude is so strong, man. He throws me around. And I think the wrestlers in this division are good. I mean, imagine those guys up there like Weidman who are just on another level of strength and weight. You know what I mean? I think I would just get crushed. <laughs> and like your next fight, are you hoping though it's back in front of fans? Like I imagine going from Coleman to McGregor, that big of an event, all those fans to then just the apex had to suck. Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, you're out there with the fans, the fans are harping you up, just the energy. I miss that energy. And then going back to the apex and it's like, oh man, you know, it's, it's quiet. It's kind of boring. You know, it just feels, it feels nostalgic. It's not as, it's not as um, exciting. You know what I mean? 
So fighting in front of the fans is definitely more exciting and, and more incentive to uh, fight harder. You know what I mean? And then uh, I know you signed a new contract recently. Like, how excited are you about that? Getting a new deal with the UFC? Really excited, really excited. So you know, I just got to get back on that winning, that winning uh, bracket. You know what I mean? Got to get these guys to give me a stand-up fighter. Come on, UFC, stop giving me these dang wrestlers. The welterweight's so just stacked with just good wrestlers. You know what I mean? I mean, like you said, you got Sean Brady, you got Bob Muhammad, Colby Covington, Usman, Hamzat coming up. I'm just like, you know, even Kiesa is known for being a good grappler. I'm like, come on, guys. Where are the strikers at now? And I feel like the 185, yeah, they got some wrestlers, but there's more more of the strikers there. You know, and I, I've heard a lot of people want me to fight Izzy, go up and fight Izzy. Go up and fight Izzy, man. Go up and fight Izzy. I'm not just going to be able to go up and fight Izzy. I have to work my way up to fight Izzy, you know? Even though I think it would be a fun fight, stand-up fight, I still got to face some wrestlers to get there. And I'm just not at that weight and body to be able to do that. Yeah. The only way I think you can go right up to fight Izzy is if you were the champ and then you have the case to get it or say he loses the belt and then say he loses a rematch and he's kind of in that weird scenario where he's just oh two to the champ. And then it's like, all right, just get me a striking fight then too. Like yeah. other than that, like you're going to have to go up to middleweight and fight like probably three, four times before you can even get there. Exactly, man. Exactly. And that was kind of like, my whole thing with winning the welterweight title was if Whitaker was still the title holder, you know, and I was a title holder, that would be a fun rematch. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause we have history, but now that we're both not champs and I've lost my last two fights, it's going to be very hard to get back up there uh, to get that shot. So my, my, my goal right now is just win fights, just, just finding the right fight. Give me the name. I've been here for almost dude, 10 years, maybe longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your debut was yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, 2012, so, February. It was funny. Like, I think I've been in the UFC for a long time. Like, um, what's his name? Um, former heavyweight champ. He just fought recently. Oh, Ar Arlovsky? Yeah, Orlovsky. He's been there for like almost 20 years, I feel, yeah. I feel like. And I, I haven't been there half the time. Like, that guy is just great on another level. But yeah, man, you know, I'm just excited to step back out there and, and do another fight in front of the fans in front of the fans this time uh just a couple more things like welterweight division what do you kind of make at the top it seems like uzman edwards is going to be next you have luke muhammad rematch and you have hamzat burns like i imagine i think uzman's going to beat edwards but then who do you kind of give him out of those i think if hamzat gets it like if he gets has burns i think he's that guy he's moving up for sure they're going to rush that guy to the title i feel okay so kamara uzman He's taking some time off. I know he's getting ready. He's, he's supposedly going to be fighting Leon Edwards, which is a good fight. Um, I think it's going to be a different fight. I think Leon Edwards is going to put up a, a bigger effort, a bigger problem for Usman just because of the experience and the changes he's made since the last time they fought. Uh, Usman's made some changes too. His striking is a lot better than, mm -hmm. than it was before. He's, he's finishing guys now. So I think that's going to be a very interesting fight, but I feel like Usman can pull it off. Um, I would love to see Edwards get it. Give me, give me a, get another strike up there as a champ, as, 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 a, as a, uh, the champ. Um, but if, if Zot beats Burns, he's going to be fighting for the title after the Leon Edwards fight for sure. Um, which I think he can, I think he can win. I think he can beat Burns. He's very tall. And from what I hear from others, he's a big welterweight, big welterweight. And 
got cardio for days. I heard a, so I heard a, an interview from Darren Till the other day. He said the guy just doesn't get tired, and that's just a problem for anybody in the 185 or welterweight division. The guy's just relentless, you know, with his wrestling. He's very, very strong. Um, I, and I've heard this from a lot of, you know, 185 or even 205ers, how strong this guy is. So, and he doesn't look it, you know what I mean? He, no. like, he, he's just long and lanky. He doesn't have the bulky muscles. But, I mean, it, it goes to show that, you know, uh, strength comes in different different body types in different ways. So, I hear he's very strong. I think he's going to be a tear now in the welterweight division after watching his last fight. At first, I wasn't on the train, the Humza train. But now it's like, bro, you got to give him this props, man. The guys that he's training with and just word of mouth of what people are saying about him, you got to believe it. And if you're Colby Covington, like, where do, what do you think is next for him? Because he's in such a weird spot where I think he's the clear number one guy welterweight. Like, I think he beats most of those guys below him. And then he just can't beat Usman. Like, I kind of understood the Poirier call out just because it's another big name. It's another grudge match getting sold as. Because other than that, like, at welterweight, all those top guys are booked up. So I think he just be sitting around for forever. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe the winner of, you know, the Burns and Umzad fights fights the champ after, and then the loser fights the other loser. So if you know if it's Burns and uh, Colby, I don't think they fought. So uh, you know that would be interesting there. You know, get get uh, Burns if he loses to fight Colby, um, or if the other way around, get Umzad to fight Colby if he loses. But yeah, he's in a weird spot right now. Like who faces him? He's fought everybody pretty much, except for Burns and and. Comes out. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he does. Does he go up and fight Poirier? I don't know if Poirier's down for that. Uh, I would be down for that. You know, you know, I I hear that. You know, Poirier walks around fairly heavy, so I think he could do. You know, easily do welterweight and do well in the weight welterweight division. But um, I think that would be an, another grudge match. And just last thing, Chris Weidman, when do you think he's going to be back in there? Because everything he's talked about is he's coming back this year. Like, I've seen, like, videos. It seems like he's doing pretty well and rehab pretty well. Yeah, man. He's doing really, really well training with his guys over at Jimmo here. Um, you know, he's closer to the Charlotte area. So he's got some uh, got some guys to train with there and some really good guys, too. Uh, a lot of guys in the UFC are training at, at Jimmo. But um, I think you'll be able to see him this year. Um, it's just his mobility in his leg now. He can walk on it. He can train on it. But the bounce, the movement, um, I don't know yet. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I haven't been around him long enough. But from what I'm seeing, he's looking good. So 2022, I think, can be the year for you see the All-American to come back into the UFC. I would love that, man. I would love it. I miss him. I miss him out there. I miss him, you know, doing the training camps, helping him get ready and vice versa. Uh, who do you kind of think he'd fight? Because he's still ranked and he's still a big name. Like he could kind of get really anyone. Yeah, I think so too. I think whoever he wants, who wants, I think he'll get. Um, you know, I would love to see him in in uh, Vittori, uh, Hermanson, any one of those guys. I think he'll do well with. Um, and I <laughs> think he can beat. I think he can beat beat Izzy. I think he is the wrestler to be able to do that, the relentlessness of, of Chris, the, the, the strength. But he, I know he's got to work his way back up there uh, to be able to do that. But I think uh, 2022, he's going to be, you'll see the All-American back. And he was booked against Hermanson to headline, like I think it was like OKC card, and then COVID hit and that event got canceled. So like 
Hermanson's taken the fight before, and Hermanson's coming off those losses. He's kind of in that weird spot. So that's one that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, 100, man. And I don't know. I don't know if he would take that fight. But, I mean, after what happened to him in that grappling match with Humzat, <laughs> he's like, and Chris is another level. And it was different wrestling. You know, I think Hermanson's more of a Greco guy. But uh, and Humzat's more of a, a you know freestyle wrestler. So, but but still, I don't know if he would he would take it now after after that experience. But we'll see. That would be a fun fight for sure. I just one for uh, one your YouTube channel. I watch a lot of your videos. You do the podcast with you and Sweet Tea. Like, how's that going along? Oh, we love it, man. We love it. You know, we started this thing back over two years ago, and we did it just for fun. And and it's. It's changed our lives for sure, especially for Sweet Tea. You know, we love it. He's the editor. He's doing more, most of the work. I'm just the face. He's out there <laughs> editing it, man. And we're both coming up with ideas, just having some fun and meeting new friends, new other, you know, uh, YouTube enthusiasts out there, such as Sensei Seth and Kentucky Ballistics and Houston Jones and just a bunch of other guys. Uh, I see Mike. Uh, we've had a lot of fun just meeting these new guys, new new martial artists. And we had Sensei Seth in here this past weekend doing a VR um, boxing match and how realistic it was and how you can get a good it's, – it's actually better than shadow boxing. Yeah. It is literally better than shadow boxing. I was – after four rounds, four three-minute rounds, I was drenched in sweat. I'm like, dude, I got an RV. Why am I not playing this game? You know what I mean? Bring it to the gym and get some shadow boxing in. But it's fun, man. We had we, we had a blast. So it, uh, we're loving it. Me and Sweet Tea are loving it. Oh well, Steven, I appreciate the time. Kind of the consensus is May, June, Mazadal makes a lot of sense for you. Let's go. Let's make it happen, Cole. Let's do it, baby. All right. Thank you so much. Anytime, buddy. You have a good yeah. one, okay? Yeah, you as well. All right, buddy. All right. We're joined by UFC lightweight Hanato Moicano, who's coming off a big fight against RDA. Hanato, how's it going, man? Very good. How about you, my friend? I'm doing well. Obviously, last fight, kind of, I just want to, before we get into the fight, I kind of want to just touch on everything that happened. You beat Alexander Hernandez, then you find out Fiziev's out. Like, can you kind of walk me through how you ended up getting the fight and kind of everything that happened? Yeah, like, uh, like I was in Brazil. Like, I went to Brazil one day before they called me. So, it was like, uh, I got here in Brazil on, on Sunday. And it was like uh, Monday afternoon. My 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 agent, my manager, called me and 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 asked me asked me if I know if I have no the Fiziev and RDA fight like got canceled. And I say no, I, I'm I'm not I don't know. And he say yes, they are looking for a a, a replacement. Are you in? And I and I. I answer him, like I said, I am 180 right now, so I'm a little bit heavy, so I don't know if I'm going to make the weight. And and he said, okay, I'm going to throw your, your name and ask for 160 for, for a catch weight. And I say, okay. And and I, I come back to, to to the pool. I was at the pool, and I was chilling. And the day before, my manager said, they accept the fight now. Dana White gonna figure out what he gonna do, and I'm I was waiting, and they they called me and say, okay, you got the fight, let's uh, set everything up. So we we did a lot of stuff, you know, to to 
like uh, COVID tests and all that stuff and and see everything that we have to do. And on Wednesday afternoon, I was over there in Vegas. You know, I just, on Tuesday, I took a, a flight at night. And Wednesday, I was in Las Vegas. So how tough of a wake up was it then if you were 180 and you had to get down to 160 on like just a few days? Yeah, it was tough, you know, especially because I was not training, really, really, really training, you know. I was at, I was at the gym couple of days after the fight so and and fortunately i did a sparring the 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 saturday before my fight you know so so i i went to the gym to do a, a light sparring and i did a light sparring but i was like uh out of shape you know so mm-hmm. it was hard to me to do the the, the weight cut because i was not like uh, burning a lot of energy doing a lot of cardio and all that stuff but went okay. I, I I did the weight. I make the weight and 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 was fine. So going into the fight, like, did you like how confident were you had the cardio to go five rounds just because it was short notice? No, not not too much. You know, I was I was a little bit I was a little bit worried, uh, especially because I knew I couldn't use the takedowns. You know, because I was not training for that. So going to the fight. I was I was thinking I was focus focusing on on like I'm gonna strike the whole five rounds because I I don't have the energy to to try to take him down you know because like if I miss a shot I was like uh, really really exhausted so I, I was doing some mental training you know i was like training man i'm gonna i'm gonna over there and i'm gonna fight him to the to the beginning and that's what i did you know that's why i said like uh, i did what i i did what i could what i with what i have you know so so what it was about mental game for me because i knew i couldn't put a high pace or try takedowns or grapple because i i, I fought two weeks before and I, I wasn't eating good, you know, I wasn't training really grappling and, and all that kind of uh, uh, energy that takes from, from you. So I knew it would be hard, you know, and I knew I would have to strike the whole fight. Did you ever, <clears throat> did you ever ask the UFC to just make it three rounds? Like I know it was five rounds before, like was that ever something that was discussed? Yes, I asked for three, three, three rounds, you know, but in the end of the day, uh, I knew they they would put five rounds, you know, and I was willing to take the chance, you know, I was willing to fight him because he's a big name, he's a he's a, a contender. So I always I, I I always am confident about myself. So so I knew I would put everything on the line, you know, one hundred percent, and that's what I did. And then the fight started, obviously he had some success with wrestling, like after that kind of third round, like what, what do you kind of like? Because to a lot of people, like you took this fight on short notice, like you're obviously tired. Like what were kind of your thoughts going into that fourth, fifth no, round? My th- it, it's funny because in the first takedown, in the first round, I thought, man, this is going to be a long night because, because. Uh, I know, like uh, RDA, sometimes he like wrestle. He he like to to put people 
on the ground, you know, but not all fights. Sometimes he, he come to strike, you know, and, and I, I did know, I did know that he, he was, he was supposed to fight Fiziv. So in the back of my head, I was thinking, I, I think he's going to shoot for the takedown because he, he trained that, you know, <laughs> but I didn't know for sure. So when the fight start, I thought, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fight on the, on the stand up, we're gonna strike him. But when I, when I hit the punch and he rolled over and took me down, I thought, man, this is gonna be hard because I'm not prepared for that. You know, when you're gonna face like guys that like to grapple, to wrestle, you have to, you have to wrestle, you have to train hard. And I was not prepared for that. But I thought, I, I don't care, you know. Every time that I got, every, every time that the judge uh, stopped and put us back, I'm going to try to punch him with all I have, you know. So that was my game plan. That's what my strategy since the beginning. So like you, you asked me in the third round, what, what, was, what I was thinking. And I was thinking... Since the first one, I was thinking the same, man, I, 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 I want to get up and I want to, to strike with him because right now I don't have the energy to, to try to do much on the ground, you know? And then after the uh, fourth round, like I know Bisping was saying your corner should call it, like Chael Sonnen said the same thing after the event. Like, do you think the cor- your corner, the ref, should have stopped that fight before the fifth round? No, not at all, you know, not at all. Because the fifty round was my best round because I was already tired. I was already already without an eye. But I thought like the referee asked me like if if you if you keep doing like that, I'm gonna stop the fight, I'm gonna call the fight. And I say, Okay, I'm gonna put everything that I have and I put my my last energy to try to, to try to knock him out, to try to stop him, to try to stop his takedowns and and I did, and I showed a lot of heart, you know. They could not take this from me, you know. It was like a, uh, it, it was good for me because I took the the, the fight in, in so, in, in so, 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 short notice. Mm-hmm. So it it if the fight would have if they had stopped the fight, I would be really upset, you know. And I'm fine, you know. I did the whole. I I did. The whole exams, the MRI, they did the the whole stuff, and I'm 100% good. I don't have any broken bones, any uh, problems on the eye. I'm 100 100% fine. So I really don't care if they would stop the fight. I'm gonna be mad. I would um, gonna be mad. The last time this like really happened was Anthony Smith fought Glover Teixeira, and then Anthony Smith came out after and said if his corner threw in the towel he would have fired him. Like, is that something you would have even done if your corner no, stopped it? No, 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 of course not. I, I think like uh, the corner man, they, they have to know the, the fighters, you know, they have to know. And my corner asked me like, you are in the fight? And I say, yes. And they say, okay, so you better go over there and try to win that fight, you know? And that's, and that's what I did. So if I had, if I have like say I'm not ready or I'm done, he would stop the fight. But I, he asked me, "How are you? You still in the fight?" And I say, "I'm still in the fight." So, but 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 let's say if he throw the towel, I'm not gonna be mad, you know. Mm-mm, I'm not gonna be mad because you have to respect, like you have to put people that you respect and people that uh, care about you, you know. So I'm sure my corners would be 
will be will be mad, will be sad if if uh, the referee stopped the fight. Uh, but I would not be 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 mad if he throw the towel. But this is that a thing that I I would not like him to do. But I will I would not never fire him because of that because he wants to protect me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the fifth round, you obviously had a lot of su- success. Like I feel like you might have broken RDA's nose. Like that's what it looked like on TV. Like you busted him up. But a lot of people were saying RDA was taking it easy on you in that fifth round because you took that all the damage. Do you think like he did slow down because of that? Or do you think it's because you were bringing it on to him? I don't know. I can say that only him can say that, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so, but I, I, I'm not, it's not up to me to judge. You know, I did my best, you know, uh, and I really don't care, you know, yeah, because I wouldn't do that. You know, if it, if it was me on his position, I would try to smash no, I would try to finish. I would try because because I took the fight on f- five day notes. He's supposed to finish, you know. Uh, he's supposed to to go over there and, and finish quickly the fight. So so uh, I I cannot answer your question because it it was not me. Yeah. And then, like, what have been the responses after the fight? Because. I just judging from what I've seen on social media, like a lot of people gained a lot of respect for you for what you did, taking this fight on short notice and then being able to go five rounds and having that fifth round that you did. Uh, can, can you repeat? I didn't understand. I'm sorry. Uh, like what has the reaction been like for you from like fans and just other fighters? Ah, yeah. Cause it seems like you got a lot of respect. Yeah. Like I, I love, I love the, the recently f- fan support. They are supporting me a lot. They are saying they respect me. But guess what? Respect don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. I want money, you know, and I want the, the bonus. I want like the fight of the night. I want all that stuff. So thank you so much for all the support. But I want to go over there and and, and try my best to win fights and to get the, as much as money as possible. So thank you so much for the fans. But I want the money. <laughs> are you surprised your fight didn't get fighted that night? Because to me, it was a much better fight than the main event. Ah, a lot of people say that to me. That's why I'm saying, you know, respect is good, but I'm not doing this for respect or for fame or for whatever. I'm doing this for money. So if if I would have got, if they would give me the fight of the night, I would be way happier than now. You know, I would be, I I I would even care about the the result you know about the loss you know because i'm doing this for money and and that's it man that's it but don't 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 make no mistake i'm gonna i'm gonna fight you know i'm gonna try to win every fight because that's what that that's how i'll make money winning fights so next fight i'm gonna put 100 percent again you know but i am surprised that i didn't they didn't give me, giving us the the fight of the night. It was a good fight. I tried my best, you know, and and I think I didn't disappoint, you know, the UFC mm-hmm. and the fans because I took the fight on short notice and and I hung, I fought five rounds, you know, five rounds. It's hard to fight. Imagine if you are not training, if you don't didn't have the conditioning, you know. I I just had my mind to keep me going through the fight. And you obviously talk about 
in our interviews a lot, you're all about the money. So did you get a better contract for taking this fight and more money? Yes, I'm happy with UFC. They give me, uh, we, we did a good deal, you know, but money is never enough. You know, mm -hmm. money is never enough. So uh, I think UFC is good with me, good money, but I always want more. And the bonus would be a good thing for me, you know, but that's okay. Next time I'm going to try to get that, the, that bonus, you know, from the beginning of the fight until the end. And you obviously showed a lot that you could hang with a top 10 guy in short notice. So like, <laughs> do you really have your eye on anyone? Cause after the Hernandez fight, you told me you wanted Bobby green or Brad Rudell, but after this win, like I wouldn't be surprised if you get another top 10 guy or someone right near that top 10 after this performance. You know, up to the UFC, if they want me to put a top, top, top 10, top 15, I don't care. If they would put me in a main event, because I know main event makes more money. I know that for sure, because I did one time and you get more money. So I want a main event. I, I show that I can fight five rounds, even in four day notes, five day notes, imagine with a full training mm -hmm. camp. So it doesn't matter for me who is. I just want more money, main event you know, co-main event or, or big name or not, I don't care. I just want to fight and I'm going to be ready in two months. I'm going to be ready. They give me a suspension two months. So that's okay. I'm going to stay one month in Brazil, uh, recover, uh, getting good food, you know, getting uh, with friends, with family, recovering uh, of the fight. But one month from now, I'm going to be training as hard as I can to get a fight soon. We're going to fight in two, three months. And hey. I hope, and I hope a good name, a good name. I hope five rounds. I hope I showed UFC that I'm, I'm like, a, I'm 100% UFC. I love UFC, but I want money all the time. Yeah, I still think that Bobby Green fight makes sense, especially for a main event. Like just because you two Imagine both that. But just because Imagine you both that. two short notice, five round fights, right. I think you both showed well that you kind of deserve that big name and both you guys deserve that spot where the winner would then get that top 10 guy. Yeah. And it would be good to show the other fighters that, uh, that it's a good thing to sometimes, uh, do good things for the company. You know, this show, like, uh, let's, let's give money. Let's put a, put on a show. These guys, they stepping up to fight, to fighting short notes against, really tough guy so let's uh let's let's put him on a main event let's show that we care you know about the fighters and i think they would be great you know bobby green Renato moicano a main event five rounds who wouldn't see that mm -hmm. now who wouldn't be able to to see that like on a on a fight night you know let's see let's see if we have make the the this dream come true and i want to fight five rounds but sharp, ready, and and with a full training camp. You kind of mentioned there you have a two-month suspension, but you're probably looking at the summer to return? Uh, as, soon, as soon as possible, you know. I don't know how it works summer. I think it's different than Brazil summer and all that uh, stuff. Summer but... would be June and July, so like yeah, uh, three, perfect. four months from now. Yeah, perfect. June, July, I will be ready. I will be sharp, like I say. And I'm going to put everything on the line every time, 100%. You know, that's who I am. And I'm not gonna, they're not going to stop me for, 
like, uh, ah, I'm done. No, I'm never done. I always want more, you know, more fights, more big names and more money. <laughs> uh, just last thing, like, I think a lot of people, when they hear this, are going to be surprised that you ought to return so soon. Like, was there any ever talk by, like, the UFC or your coaches to take more time off just with all the damage you took? But then again, like you said, that you are healthy and everything came up clean. Everything came up clean, you know. They did the MRI in my eye. There is nothing wrong, you know. Uh, it's it's just uh, swallow because all the punch, all the damage that I took. But guess what? I have been doing this for a long time, and I have uh, fights like that in the gym. You know, when I was in Brazil, every sparring was like that. You know, everything put people one hundred percent. And like I'm thirty two, soon to be thirty three, so I have to, I have to fight. You know, I am in my prime. And I'm gonna be even better in the in the next fight and, and and so on. So I have to I have to use this time as advantage, you know. And I'm ready. I'm gonna be ready. And July, you're gonna see me again. Like uh, hopefully, hopefully in a main event against Bobby Green. <laughs> well, Hanato, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, all the fans. Go to my social media, follow me, and let's go. The future is bright. Let's go. All right. We're joined by UFC flyweight Cody Durden, who's heading out to London pretty soon. Cody, how's it going, man? Good, man. Good. Obviously, you get a welcome, Muhammad Mokaev, to the UFC. Like, he's a guy with a lot of hype. I know he kind of called you out. So were you, were you expecting this to be your next opponent? Uh, no, I wasn't expecting it to be. Um pretty much uh the whole division called me out and uh yeah I, i've never turned down a ufc fight and uh let's do it we're here now uh three and a half four weeks away and uh march 19th it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle what was that like because after your last fight like you had basically almost every flyweight calling you out saying they want to fight you next Ah oh, man, it was it, it was uh it was different for sure, you know. I kind of I kind of bit off more than I could chew. Uh but uh yeah, I mean, it is what it is and you know, I'm down to fight. That's what I get paid to do and uh I'm ready to make some money. I know people were like saying all your comments were racist and all that. I didn't really feel the same way cuz I thought it, like if you fought a Canadian, like I'm from Canada, and you said, "Oh, I sent him back to Canada." Like I don't really take offense to that, but like, do you think people kind of overreacted to what you said? Yeah, I mean, the people, uh, man, they always got something negative to say online with their fake accounts, and as soon as you reply back, you know, uh, they're like, "Oh, I didn't think you would respond." Blah blah blah. I'm such a big fan, and uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, I certainly meant, you know, I wanted to send him home with a loss and, uh, it kind of, it didn't come out that way, but, um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make it better next time. <laughs> and with Mokayev, like how much do you know about him? He's like, uh, fought a ton on the regional seat, like that, that, uh, I am MAF, like he was undefeated, undefeated in his pro career, but like he hasn't fought like a, any like really notable guys. Man, I think he's a young, hungry, determined uh, prospect who's uh, got a lot of talent. He's definitely ahead of his age group. And, uh, 
yeah, I'm not underestimating him. He he brings uh, a ton of skill to the to the game, but you know he hasn't fought anyone like me, and uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a war. How do you think you match up against him? Just because both of you guys are very good grapplers, but I think striking wise, it's gonna be pretty interesting. Like where kind of this fight takes place. Man, uh, I think I match up great. You know, I've I've been taken down one time in the UFC. And uh, it was because I slipped trying to throw a knee to, to Aori's head. And uh, he got on top of me briefly, but I got right back to my feet. I trained with some of the best wrestlers in the world. And, uh, yeah, man, my, we'll, see, we'll see who gets the first takedown. Do you think, like, most of the pressure is on him in this fight just because he fights out of England, like, it's his debut, like, he's never lost. He has all this hype coming into his, like, UFC debut at home too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got all the pressure, you know. He's got all the hype, and uh, I, I know what it feels like to lose, and you know he doesn't. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm determined, you know, and uh, you know we'll see if he freezes up when the lights are on and there's twenty thousand people in the in the stands. This will be your first time going in front of like a sold out crowd. So what will that be like? I imagine they're going to be booing you just because you're in London, but like fighting in front of fans. Yeah. that's always going to be exciting for you, man. I'm just going to stay focused uh, on what I have to do. Uh, you know, all all that extra is just noise and uh, just, you know, on the, on the way to the cage, just, just focused on, on me and what I got to do and, and making sure that I'm, doing the things that I, that I prepared to do and uh, just let my training speak for itself. How do you kind of see yourself winning this fight then? Man, I think it's going to be a, a, a good long uh, dog fight and uh, you know, there's going to be blood and, and uh, uh, both of us probably going to be leaving hurt, but uh, I, th- I think I'm going to edge them out. What do you think a win does for you? Like handing this guy his first pro loss who has all this hype entering the UFC. Man, I think, I think, uh, I think it's going to, uh, catapult me to the, to the next level. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have anything to lose. You know, I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing and, uh, I'm, I'm real hungry, you know, to, to put my right hand on them. So we'll see. I've what like who is kind of going to London with you just because obviously it's a whole different country long flight like is it the usual usual coaches you got uh no this time I gotta bring uh I'm, I'm bringing my coach Douglas Lima um my coach Brantley Fur, my coach Chad Schaefer couldn't come and uh so I had to bring my my uh good training partner Michael Fortner oh with this fight too like do you kind of think if you put the pressure on him just because like he's always been that guy that's just kind of running through everyone like if stuff starts to not go his way like you can break him just because he's never kind of experienced that absolutely you know aori keeling put everybody on their back foot and uh you know i i I enjoy being in the pocket you know that mex that mexican style boxing you know in your face uh trading shots you know I, i enjoy that and uh yeah, we'll see who backs up first, and uh, we'll see who gets the first takedown. And you obviously signed a dominance, too, before this fight. Like, what kind of drew you to go with them? Excuse me, what'd you say? 
You signed with uh, Dominance Management. What kind of drew you to go sign with them? Man, I, I ran into Ali multiple times in Connecticut for Douglas Lima's fight. Uh, ran into him, you know, at our gym with Kamara Usman, and uh, saw him in Atlanta uh, at a restaurant. And it was just, man, it was always good interactions. And uh, you know, he he we we became for, uh, friends, and you know he. We talked on a normal basis, and I just decided it was the best move for me. So, uh, yeah, I'm represented by Dominance now. I know most UFC fights or contracts go for fights. Like, have you already re-upped, or you find out your deal on this one? No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I just signed a new four-fight contract, so we're good. And this, this is the first one of it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how exciting is that then? Just showing the UFC has confidence in you to re-sign you. Man, it's uh, I'm I'm extremely blessed, and uh, you know it gives you it gives you a new plate, you know, to kind to kind of start over, you know, uh, and do better than you did your your first four fight contracts. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, there's no other place that I would I would rather fight for, and uh, if I wasn't in the UFC, I'd probably be retired. So, we'll see. Flyweight division's wide open. Like, if you get the win here, do you think a ranked guy would be next for you? Yeah, it's quite possible, and uh, that's ideal. Hey, everything goes your way. Like, are you hoping quick turnaround? Because you're a guy that I know likes to be as active as possible. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, if I get in there unscathed and and I'm not hurt, then uh, yeah, we'll do a quick turnaround. But you know, my last fight. <clears throat> uh, uh, there was a, a few injuries, you know, after the dust settled that, you know, I didn't, I didn't recognize and, and I had to get fixed. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And with the, like, the flyweight division, like, what do you kind of make of it right now? Just because you have Moreno Figueredo, like you don't really know if they're going to do the fourth fight right away. But then other than that, there's like no real like clear guy. And it's kind of wide open for anyone to kind of make a run to the top. It's getting better, you know. Uh, they're they're signing more and more flyweights, and uh, we just got to get those those top, you know, those top ten guys uh, fighting, uh, which most of them are are lined up, ready to go, and uh, we'll see how the the vision plays out. Uh, just a couple more things, like what is kind of the goal for you this year, then? And my goal is to get three fights, and uh, you know, actually. Another one of my goals is to get a, a bonus. You know, I want to I want to get that fifty thousand dollar bonus at all costs. So, uh, yeah, man, I gotta I gotta put in the work, and uh, the results uh, will come. Uh, just last thing, one of your coaches in Diego Lima announced his retirement. What what you, what do you kind of make of his career? Because he had a good run. Like you don't, it's pretty hard to when you leave the OC to get back in, and he did that and had some success. Yeah, man. I mean. Uh, I love him to death. He's the one that got me started in, in fighting, uh, you know, at a high level. He, he trained me pretty much uh, since I was a two-in-one amateur. And, uh, you know, he did he did what he had to do and, and what his family was wanting him to do. And, uh, you know, he's got another purpose in life. And I think, I think he's going to be a way better coach than he was a fighter. And that's just my opinion. You know, he's he's a great coach. Well, Cody, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, man. All right. We're joined by 
You have to see strawweight Corey McKenna, who's finally back in action. Corey, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, a long time coming. Like, we haven't seen you since November of 2020. Like, what has this past, like, year and a bit been like for you not being able to fight then? It's been uh, it's been different, you know, riddled with injuries and, you know, different adversities to overcome. But, um, you know, I've, I've stayed as active as possible and got through it. And I'm looking forward to showing everyone what I've been working on when we get out there on March 19th. And how excited are you? Your return fight is in London. You get to go back to the UK. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, that was that was kind of a, a huge thing for me. Like, I, I wanted to be on the London card. Uh, you know, my friends, my family, you know, all my all my former teammates, like, you know, people that I've known my entire career, like, all going to be sharing the card. So it's it's going to be a great night. And then you get to share the card, too, with your fellow countrymen and Jack Shore, too. What's that going to be like? Because there's not many Welsh fighters on the roster. Yeah, it's, like I say, it's going to be great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a, a huge Welsh crowd and like the support will be massive. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. Your opponent, like, how much do you know about Elisa Reed? Uh, you know, she's she's no slouch. Uh, she was like a CFFC champion. Um, I believe she's like a black belt in Taekwondo or something like that. Like, you know, a very high level striker. Um, you know, and this is this is her first fight in her like correct weight class mm. in the UFC. So, you know, I'm sure she's going to come out and try to, you know, try to put on an exciting fight as am I. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. I know, obviously, you don't want to take a year off, but being so young, like, is it not a good thing in hindsight that you have all that time to develop your skills and work on new stuff in the gym? Um, I mean, certain things are, you know, out of out of my hands. Um, you know, like I say, I was, I was injured. It certainly wasn't, op- uh, like you know, wasn't optional for me. Um, I definitely would have fought if I could have. So yeah, it was it was less than ideal, but like you say, I'm I'm young in my career, so I don't necessarily see it as a loss. Um, you know, just take the lessons and try to make the best out of it. And how has training camp been at Team Elf Mill? Because a lot of good looks there. Like I know you and Macy train a lot together. It's like how is kind of camp for this one? Yeah, it's great. Like you say, I got um I got Macy Barber, like you know my fellow strawweight uh, Yan. She's fighting uh a week before me, I believe um so you know like i've got some high level girls on the mats that i'm sharing and then obviously like i said i got the smaller guys there and everything and top level coaching so camp camp's been amazing um i I couldn't really ask for a better you know support system and team oh what is it like being there like seeing guys like uriah faber and like cub swanson like kind of just like legends of the sport that you get to work with all the time uh yeah, Uriah is cool. Like um, you know, he puts a lot of time in in with me, and I'm very fortunate to have him. Uh, you know, I've known him for a while now, and he's been very invested in my career. Um, yeah, it's it's great. You know, like like say like they're, they're big names, but to me they're just you know they're, they're my teammates, they're my friends, and I do feel very lucky to just you know share the mats with them and kind of like you know feed off of them and take what I can. I meant Darren Elkins, not Cub Swanson. I get confused that they just fought each other, but like, there's still like a lot of high level people there. But with this fight, like, how do you think you match up against Elise? Um, you know, like, sorry, so much to say, like, I, you know, I believe I could beat anybody. I believe I've done the work that needs to be done. You know, I'm going in there confident. Um, you know, I'm expecting a tough fight, but I, I, I'm quite comfortable. Like, you know, regardless where the fight goes. Mm-hmm. 
do you really like take much away from her debut just because that was upper weight class and like even Eubanks is a girl that could probably fight at bantamweight? Um, I mean, there's stuff to take away from it, of course. Um, you know, I actually I remember watching the fight. Um, but like you say, upper weight class, short notice fight against a really tough girl. So like, you know, nothing to be taken away from her, really. You know, a lot of people wouldn't have wouldn't have had the the guts to go up there and do that. So if anything, it shows her heart. Um, but yeah, like you say, not too much to to take away from it. Um, just yeah, is is. <laughs> with this time off and like all this time to kind of grow like do you think you're gonna look totally different from your debut and like a, a much improved fighter yeah I try to I try to make you know all the improvements I can um between every fight I try to look like a different fighter every time I come out there you know I'm constantly working on my skills uh I train everything equally you know all week you know I, I do my striking I do my grappling I do my wrestling like so I'm I'm covering all bases year round um so i do hope that you know every time i go out there i show a new developed skill set and you know i always want to put on a good show for everybody how do you kind of see yourself winning this fight because obviously you're a very good striker but like i have to imagine your ground game working with macy has gotten a lot better as well um yeah like i said i'm i'm comfortable wherever the fight goes i you know i think i'll i think i'll win the striking exchanges uh, I definitely like to go out there and put on some of the put on display some of the you know the wrestling work that Danny Castillo has been doing with me, um, and I, to be honest, I would just like to put on a, a well-rounded performance and get that finish wherever the opportunity like shows itself. And you kind of brought up there, but is that something that you're hoping for in this fight? Is to get that finish? Or is it more just like just getting the win? I mean, obviously the win comes first, but I'm I'm always I always want to finish, you know, like. Don't, don't leave it in the hands of the judges. I had that controversial loss early on in my career. And, you know, I definitely I definitely look to finish fights now where possible, you know. What do you think that walkout's going to be like for you? Because it's been a long time for you since you fought in front of a crowd. Yeah, it's been like three years since I fought in front of a crowd. Um, I think it's going I, I to be great. You know, like say all, all my friends and my family are coming. Uh, there'll be a huge support system from Wales. Um, and I'm just really excited to kind of, you know, have the opportunity to have that, like that community and everyone involved. Um, so I think, I think it's going to be great. You get your hand raised here. Like I imagine everything goes your way, like healthy. You want a quick turnaround, just kind of make up for that past year. Uh, yeah. Like I say, I don't like to put too much weight on uh, making like longer term goals. Cause like I say, I never know what's going to happen. You know, last year I said I wanted an active year. I ended up getting back to back injuries. Um, so I'm not going to say anything set in stone, but for sure, obviously, I I always want to stay active. I always want to get as many fights as possible, regardless of you know what's happened in the past. Not even to make up on time. I just I like to be active. I like to stay, you know, with my foot in the door. So um, yeah, for sure, I'd like to you know get in this fight, stay injury free, and just get back onto the next one and start working my way up. With the strawweight division, like it is kind of open. So do you think like you're pretty close to getting that top fifteen, like a win and maybe one more, and you're kind of right there. Uh, I definitely think I need like two, three more wins at least before I start thinking of, like, you know, before I start making those rankings. But um, I also don't think it's, you know, out of my reach. I'd certainly like to do it by the end of this year. Um, but, you know, only time will tell. Uh, do you kind of have any goals for this year? Is it more just focus on this fight and then kind of see what happens after just because of what happened last year and kind of your goals then? Yeah, I've had a couple of years that have kind of just taught me to take things one fight at a time and just, you know, enjoy the process. Um, there's a, un Unfortunately, you know, this sport is very unpredictable. There's a lot of things like variables that are out of our control. So 
uh, for me, it's just a case of, you know, I'm focusing on this next fight. After that, I'll, I'll assess. And, you know, so long as I'm going in that upwards progression, I, I'm just focusing on the next the next thing ahead. You know, I don't want to get too carried away. Or also don't want, like you say, like this, this next fight, every next fight is the biggest fight of my career. So, you know, I'm 100% focused on that and invested in that. And then and then we'll see what, what happens after. Uh, with you fighting in at the London card, it is that bigger the bigger octagon. Do you think that plays much of a factor? Because obviously your contender series fight in the one against K, we're at, we're in the smaller one at the Apex. Uh, no, not really. Um, the cage is a cage, so um, like you say, it's going to be different. But I, I'm pretty sure I fought in like all sizes of cages. Um, with like cage warriors training at like you know training at different gyms and at the PI and everything. Like I've kind of like you know I've I've seen all, all different sizes and. Like say I'm comfortable wherever the fight goes, so I'm sure I'll take it where I need it. Even though you already have the one UFC fight, like does this kind of feel like your real debut in a sense, just because you're getting that like full fight week experience and like getting to fight in front of that crowd, which you kind of everyone dreams of when they get to the UFC. Yeah, it's definitely gonna it's definitely be a completely different experience. I do anticipate it, kind of like you know, I feel like this is the one where it's gonna finally hit me and be like, oh wow, like I've made it, you know, because like. Uh, so far, I can't, like you say, I got the, got the experience and everything with the UFC, but it's also due to COVID, it's, it's been like a partial experience. Like this is for sure going to be my first kind of big show. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like you say, this is something that I've dreamt of since I was 12, 13. So uh, it's, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Uh, for people that don't know, how did you ever go to Team Elf Mail? Like it seems weird that like a, a Welsh girl out of nowhere just goes to California. Um, so when I was, when I was 16, I left school after my GCSEs to train full time. Um, and we were kind of aware that I would probably need a home away from home. Um, you know, with girls and like smaller bodies for me to train at and to get the experience. Uh, so my family holidays became orientated around me trying different gyms. Um, you know, I did Kings MMA, Team Alpha Male, ATT, to name a few. Um, and this was the gym that kind of like, you know, felt I felt more at home at and you know I had a good connection with the team and I kind of just felt like I fit in they had a lot of girls at the time obviously we've got quite a few now too um and yeah it just kind of became my second home I started coming out here regularly for camps and after contenders I made the move and who is uh gonna be in your corner then um so due to the travel restrictions and stuff still being a little bit tentative um I'll have Danny Castillo will be flying over with me and then I'll be having Jack Mason, who I have in, all, in my corner every fight. Uh, he's my first ever coach, current manager. And then I'll have um, one of my old teammates that came out here to train with me. And uh, Just last thing, like, do you got really any plans after the fight? Like, are you going to stay over there for a bit and see friends and family? Or is it right back? Uh, yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm going to. Oh, oh you, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. So, no, sorry, the the stream crashed. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay home for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, catch up with family, go back to Wales, like have some have a little bit of downtime. I haven't seen my friends and family for two years now, so you know it's uh it's overdue. So free free trip home. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see them and catch up and kind of you know make sure they're sick of me before I come back out. Here. Well, Corey, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you.